So what's up? Starting round two. Okay. So what's up? Um, I I took a couple days off of work uh, just to get my feet back under me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's been really nice. Is uh, having time to breathe. Yeah. As as things continue to uh, get weird. Yeah, as things continue to spiral uh, cosmically out of control. Yeah, as uh, the eldritch horrors of outer space creep in. Yeah, the real horror movie is... The the color from space. Yeah, the, yeah. With and Nicolas Cage. The, the, if, if America was a horror movie, the color from space, it would be orange. Get it? Or- or orange man bad. Or yeah, orange man very bad. <laughs> that's just the. That's our. That's. I, I don't know. I've. I've like. I. I'm caffeinated today, which is not a thing I'm doing. I've been doing terribly often, and I'm also like ridiculously stressed out over something that is not worth being extremely stressed out about. It's just like I'm trying to like fix something about my medications, and that's really freaking me out for some reason. But it's literally just like trying to get my antidepressant like dosage adjusted. And for some reason, like I had to call, I had to call someone about say, and like I've like had the jitters about it ever since, and I don't know why, hmm. but I just like, it's just kind of like I've I've just kind of been like, you know, I've just kind of been like, I think medication is just like inherently stressful for a lot of people, like yeah. um, getting on HRT. Still, it's like I have to remember to do all these things in order to pick up my prescriptions. Yeah, and then. Uh, the pandemic hits and the places where I normally go to are all closed. Uh, and mm-hmm. so I have to go to Bellevue in order to pick up my medication instead of down the street. Yeah, that's that's always fun. I'm very I'm very lucky that uh, in moving back home with my parents a couple of weeks ago, uh, I'm very close to the I'm very close to a place that will get my prescriptions. But um, yeah. I, getting getting calling doctors and being like hey my brain's not working exactly great i need to fix this i i don't know it's yeah yeah i'm gonna take like a big long like walk around the block or something after we're done recording here today well i might actually it's fucking cold as shit outside for um the the northeast is due for a uh, really bad uh temperatures this weekend it's like it's 39 degrees outside right now and with the wind chill it feels like 32 apparently <laughs> That sounds marvelous to me. Yeah, it's cold as shit. <laughs> I love cold weather because it gives you an excuse to just wear a million layers. I and... also, I also really like cold weather, but like I, I'm, I like it when it when tis, I, I I like it when tis the season. I know, and I know you're on the other coast, and you're you're in California, right? Uh, Washington. Washington. Okay, I thought for some reason I thought Bellevue was in California, but I think I'm. Th- I think when you said Bellevue, I thought of Saved by the Bell, which is in Cal- which takes place in California. <laughs> uh, very easy mistake. Um, it's a, a classic mistake. But yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I'm normally a huge fan of the cold too, but like once it exits the season, I'm just like I really need some fucking. I, I need some. I, I need some of that Miami heat on me. <laughs> I need Will Smith to. I need Will Smith to welcome me to Miami. I haven't seen that one. Oh, it's a, it's it's the it's a classic Will Smith banger. The where the heat is on from the na 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 to the break of dawn. Welcome to Miami. That one? Never heard it. Okay. No, nope. don't don't worry about it. 
Um, <laughs> do, do I start talking about the movie? Wait, we can. Okay, I, cool. I, I imagine that's why I'm here. Haunted Ballerina movie. I'm Sarah, and joining me this week is Piper. Hi, I'm Piper. It's Piper. Uh, Piper, tell the audience, tell the listening audience a little bit about yourself, your history with horror movies, uh, what your if you have a favorite subgenre of them, what that is, and uh, yeah, just a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So um, I was very adverse to horror for a very long time. Um, just I guess I was really sensitive as a kid to all types of violence. Uh, and then I got depressed, and uh, I found that horror and reading about bad experiences that happen to other people helps mitigate that. Um, so I've... I don't know. I listen to a whole lot of just, like, short audio fiction that's all scary, and I always feel better and more introspective after each tale. Um, if I had, I guess, a favorite movie genre specifically, I like thrillers and things with a supernatural air to them. Mm-hmm. Um, not too much into, like, mundane horror. Okay. I think the more cerebral and uh, detached from reality it is, the more interesting things I find in them. So, say, something like Daria Argento's Suspiria would be right up your alley. Exactly. What a coincidence. Yeah. What an odd coincidence that we decided to have you on for the mo- the episode where we're talking about Dario Argento's Suspiria from 1977. Not the remake. Not the remake. Not this time. We'll have you back on for that eventually. I also apparently found out there was a series in uh, 2017. Uh, I think it was on, like, Prime. Huh. I don't know anything about that, but I'll have to look into it. Yeah, that that hmm that's interesting i huh I, this seems weird for a series but maybe maybe it would make more sense if i'd seen the the remake from um actually no that would have been before the remake came out right because the remake was like last year yeah 2018 uh was when suspiria the remake came out so that is so weird. Like, so, forty years after the original came out, Amazon was like, "Hey, let's do a series." And then a year later, there was a movie. I wonder if like, those are related whatsoever. Unless they just share a title, in which case I will look like quite the fool uh, when this airs. But uh, yeah, like they made The Hobbit into three movies, so they can just make a series out of anything. Yeah. Um... Hold on, I'm looking for more uh, information about uh, the series. 
but I can't find anything about the about this series. Amazon is like, hey, do you want to watch the 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 twenty the twenty eighteen movie? Uh, but I don't see anything about the actual that the, the series you mentioned. See, because Amazon took away access to the remake for me. It's it's locked down in my region, and I thought it was the states in general. But if you can watch it in Florida, that's pretty cool. Well, I'm up in New York. <laughs> oh, you were talking about Miami Heat. <laughs> Oh yeah, I, thought you... <laughs> Sorry, no, I, was, I was just referencing the song there. <laughs> no, I uh, no, I'm, I'm I'm up in the I'm up in the the Great White North, but not Canada. Okay, wait, no, no. Okay, there was a an English language in April 2015. Okay, God. Oh, 2015. Yeah. Uh. Well, it was announced that it was being developed, but I don't think that's actually come out yet. There was See, also like... there there was also supposed to be a, a remake directed by uh, David Gordon Green, uh, the guy who did the most recent uh, iteration of Halloween. Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah, uh, in apparently in April 2014, uh, the Green ad, uh, per Wikipedia, Green admitted the remake was too expensive to make during the found footage boom, uh, and so no one wanted to make it. The found footage boom claims another victim. Uh, so many things. What what good movies? What what were the good movies that came out of the found footage boom? There was there was par- Paranormal Activity. Uh, Blair Witch. Is that was that part of the found footage boom? I think it's what started it. I, I feel like I've had this exact same discussion with someone else before. That 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 always feels so weird to me because that 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 was like ninety nine, and to me the found footage boom was like the mid to the mid to late two thousands, like oh six to oh eight around then. Ah, oh, that's a good point. But I, it's entirely possible that I'm wrong. I do not claim a, I, I do not claim an encyclopedic or even wide knowledge of of many things. <laughs> I heard that VHS is a good film, but I haven't seen it myself. VHS, yeah, I'd say VHS is a good. VHS is four good films and one okay film, in my opinion. (laughs) But enough about that. Let's talk about fucking uh, Suspiria. Hold on, I gotta pull up my notes. I got like three pages of notes. Yeah, I I also have a shitload. Uh, my first note being in the opening credits, um, the music in this bangs, and I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to like neg the composer, but uh, seeing Musica del Goblin in the opening credits made me laugh like an idiot. It's Goblin in like air quotes too. Yeah, it's the only <laughs> name in air quotes. Musica del Goblin. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, Goblin's great. Uh, when, when I first watched this film, it was a couple months ago, uh, mm-hmm. there was a little extra on the DVD, uh, where it was the band Goblin just playing one of the tracks from it. And this was shot in 1977, but the band, they dress like they're from the late nineties in just like new metal garb and they kick ass and they were so far ahead of their time. Anyway, uh, movie. <laughs> movie uh so thank you thank you thank you very much to goblin for the music for the music um we start with uh we we start with the landing in an airport terminal it's an extremely stormy weather outside um there is i 
This movie has a thing with the color red, and I don't know what the fuck it means, but there sure is a lot of it. And the first instance of which is we see our uh, protagonist, uh, Susie, uh, walking out, and uh, she's like walking out of the airport behind a woman in like a very bright red dress. And again, I don't really know what it means, but it means something. I'm certain. It's a it's a, a pervasive color scheme uh, throughout the whole movie. Is um, I think this one was also one of the last films to be shot in Technicolor, and really? so everything just like pops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that do, that does make sense. That that makes that makes sense. Okay, yeah, I didn't know that. Okay, um, but uh, so she's she lands and she hails a cab and is like hey take me here and the guy's like i have no idea what the fuck you're talking about and then she like puts up an index card with the name of the place on it. he's like oh and then says like says the exact same thing that she's been saying to him for the last like five minutes and i was like oh shit th- this cabbie is suspect but the, the the guy just kind of fucks off and doesn't show up for the rest of the movie yeah um she gets there, and when she gets there, there's this woman who is, like, screaming some wild shit, running out into the storm, and uh, it's like, I, she's like, I saw the secret, there's three irises, spin the blue one, and then she, like, runs off into the rain. Uh, notably, we as the audience don't hear her say anything, it's just Susie that hears it, and then she kind of just forgets until later in the film. Do we not hear her say that? I could have sworn that, like, the, I, like, we... I could have sworn that she said that. Like, we very re- faintly hear dialogue, but it's okay. indistinguishable initially. Huh? I, I, because I, I have that exact same. I, I wrote that like quote down before, uh, like before the end. I'm pretty sure that I heard her say, or not heard, because this movie's in French and I like read the subtitles. Maybe oh, the that's subti- probably why. Maybe the subtitle. Okay, yeah. Maybe the subtitle track on your version was uh, different than the one on mine. Yeah, I just watched the English version. I didn't have... Oh, okay. Yeah, I watched the French version. Shit. <laughs> the the subtitles spoil the plot in uh, ways that I haven't seen before. Yeah, I, I just kind of... Uh, yeah, okay. I should have... Cl- <laughs> I guess I should have... <laughs> don't... I should have clarified that beforehand. My bad. Uh, I guess this isn't as bad as the time that um, there was... Uh, we did an episode on the movie Truth or Dare... Uh, but it turned out that there was two movies. Uh, one was from 2019 called Truth or Dare, and one of them was from 2018, and me and my co-host watched, like, different movies. Oh, no. I didn't realize it until, like, we were talking about it on the air. That must have been so confusing. <laughs> it was. I was like, I, for, like, the first couple minutes, I remember, I, I, I could be misremembered. I feel like we talked about the plots a little bit, and I was like, wait, what? that doesn't happen in my movie. What the fuck were you watching? <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> so that's good to know. Um the the uh, on a side note, the the audio track on the version that I watched did not seem like in, in sync. Like it seemed like a lot of a lot if not all of it was ADR. So I don't know what's up. I was going to ask you what's up with that, but um you you uh, watched the dubbed version, so uh, well, so I think it was common in these uh, old Italian films where uh the actresses would all, or actors, actresses, both would uh, just speak in their native language, and then it would be dubbed over in post. Oh. So you see, like, a whole bunch of lip sync is just off. Yeah, okay, that that does explain it. I was like, man, this, this lips, they did not do a good, and then I was like, they did not do a good job with this lip sync, but apparently that's just, like, 
as was the style in the French way at the time. And uh, I think in this film, it adds to the very dreamlike feel. So yeah, we'll we'll just write this this flub down as a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they so that's very interesting that the that the, that the, that the um the one that I watched uh had that subtitle like ex- explicated out. It doesn't it doesn't really impact anything because like we don't know what the fuck she's talking about when she says turn the blue iris until like way later when Susie remembers it. Yeah. Um, but we'll get to that. Uh, they won't let Susie inside. Uh, they they just tell her to fuck off, and they're like, uh, "Don't have you on the record. Sorry, uh, go away." She takes a very expensive cab ride back into town. Yeah, um, I don't know where does she wind up spending the night. I don't remember if it's, it doesn't like, explicitly say because yeah, uh, so she probably just finds a hotel because we we go to uh, the woman who the, the woman who was running out of the um, who was running out of the 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 ballet studio thing the academy the academy yes thank you um and she is like hanging out with her good friend uh because she got expelled from the academy apparently um and so she's like hey i'm just gonna crash on your couch for tonight is that cool and her friend's like yeah that's that's fine by me uh, and it's a very weird looking apart. It's a very weird looking like a uh, apartment building. Like it's very the, the the interior set is very the the set is very cool for a place that we don't really go that we don't go back to whatsoever. It's a waste of a set. <laughs> it's so pretty. Just the whole apartment complex that they're in. It it it's... feels yeah. It, it um. It doesn't look at all like the hotel in The Shining, but like it has the same aura. Like it has a threatening aura to it. I pick up so many similarities with like Wes Anderson films, mm. just the way yes, that these yes, sets yes, are yes, designed. Yes, that's exactly what the fuck I was trying to get at. Yes. Yeah. I think I would rather stay at the Grand Budapest than I would this apartment complex, though. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um. So she's like the the storm's picking up and she's real scared of it because she sees the fucking she sees some like silhouette behind her laundry that she's hanging out to dry in the storm which she she sees this pair of eyes like briefly. Yes. And I I thought I I thought it was going to be like a oh it's just a kitty cat thing cuz it does look like cat eyes. It's it's a man with a very hairy arm. It uh she she goes to the window and she's staring out through the window into the darkness and yep. I really appreciate just this little touch of like the the way the laundry hangs in the window and like her reflection in that specific window mm-hmm. it just constantly looks like she has a morning shroud over her yeah it's so cool. as she's peering out uh, the window pane next to her shatters as an arm reaches out grabs her by the back of the head and pulls her through the other window pane. Yeah, it's and then she gets uh an extremely gru- an extremely cool death in my opinion. Like, uh, this might be one of the most memorable scenes in the film. Definitely, definitely. Because what happens is that she gets like dragged out into this skylight that's like over top of this glass skylight that's over top of the the lobby of this apartment place, this apartment building. Um or I, I I guess it's a, is it an apartment? Is it a hotel? I don't. It really feels know. like an apartment. It does, but also like it, it kind of, like yeah yeah yeah. It's an apartment. It's an apartment. But that's just how apartments are. In, that's just how apartments are in France. I'm sure. Yeah. 
Um, she gets dragged over to the skylight and, like, gets stabbed a whole bunch. We see her fucking heart exposed and, like, gets stabbed through. Um, and then she gets, like, she gets strung up around the neck and then knocked through the skylight. And it, the entire skylight crashes down and also kills her friend who she was staying with. Because her friend was like, oh, fuck, my friend's getting murdered. Oh, shit, someone please help. And runs down to the lobby. And all the glass from up above crashes down on her and, like, splits her face in half. And it's really cool. <laughs> because, like, the, 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 the aftermath of this scene is is Patricia, like, dangling uh, with, a, with, like, some wire around her neck. Like, bloodied all over. And then we the camera pans down and over to reveal her friend, who she was staying with, uh, just, like, bisected in the face with a huge chunk of glass. And with, like, some of the metal that, for, that was the structure of the skylight also just, like, in her tummy guts. <laughs> In her tummy guts, yes. Uh, it's gnarly. Um, it is. This is the the one that sticks with the most people. Def- I can understand why. Um, though there is one, there is a death later that is uh, very unpleasant to just experience. Yeah, I, I know which one you're talking about, too. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> my... Um, hold on. Uh... My notes say uh, this fucking down with the sickness riff, and um, I, I need to cor- I need to correct my I need to correct my notes because the the riff I, I think you might know what I'm talking about the the it's um fucking it's not down with the sickness it's the song Footloose like the brown and down and down and down oh no <laughs> listen they're at a ballet studio they gotta cut loose Footloose they gotta kick off their Sunday shoes. Uh, I apologize for that bad <laughs> for that bad for the extremely bad joke. You're, you're fine. <laughs> but we cut to the next day, and there is a blind guy with a cute German Shepherd uh, walking t- t- into the uh, the academy, and he goes inside. We meet the instructor. We meet the um, we meet uh, the fucking what is she the head instructor, Miss Blanc? Uh, so we we first meet uh, instructor Tanner. Yeah, it's uh, Tanner, the extremely, and, the the fucking pantsuit ass like. Yeah, she she um, is Susie's teacher. Yes, and she introduces Susie to uh, Mistress Blanc. Yes, uh, headmistress. And, and and also she also introduces her to uh, her little Lord Fauntleroy ass nephew Albert, <laughs> and uh, the quote ugly Romanian uh, servant Pablo. Pavlo, yeah. Uh, Pavlo. He has meningitis, and he recently got his teeth uh, replaced. Well, good good for him. Yeah. He's living his best life with teeth. Yeah. Uh, we we go into, like, the locker room and meet a bunch of ballerinas. Uh, they, we, uh, and she sits down and talks with someone named uh, Sarah, and uh, is it Olga who comes over and says the weird thing about snakes? Yes, uh, Olga, who is the person that uh, Susie's going to be rooming with uh, off-site until her room is ready. Yes, right. Uh, yeah, so she comes over and she says, you know what they say about names that start with S, is that they're for snakes. Which and is it, sound it, logic. There, there's little sense that goes into this bit of dialogue, um, except that 
the script was initially penned uh, with all the girls being like ages eight to ten. Oh. So that makes a whole lot of dialogue make a lot more sense when you keep it in that context. Yeah, that also makes me mad. <laughs> like, if this movie was originally penned with eight to ten-year-olds in mind? I mean, so the whole thing is themed after fairy tales, right? Yeah, yeah, you're not... It is, but I just, like... Yeah, like... Was, like, was the original intention to, like, be structurally the same? Like, would I have had to have seen, like, an eight-year-old's heart get stabbed out? Uh, it probably wouldn't have been that gruesome, just because, like, obviously there's restrictions in what you can show in movies, um... But the, fr- the, 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 the dialogue the was mostly left unchanged. The French just... Okay, that, that makes a lot more things make sense. Okay. That that contextualizes a lot of things to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, okay. Some of the logic... Yeah, okay. That makes a lot of sense. But yeah, she says the names that start with S are snakes, which is uh, objectively untrue. My persona is a tiger, and this is I, I like this is this is just this is just blasphemy. Frankly, what Olga is peddling to these girls. Thought they were all for circles initially. There we go. Um, and then I, I I don't remember too much what happens next, but because my next note is that uh. Susie's like walking through the halls of the academy and there's just like this old woman who is polishing a, polishing a very sharp piece of glass that calls Susie a witch. Like the glass calls her a witch. Uh so the the term witch it's like a sting in the soundtrack. Yeah. Um, so we see it in the opening credits too. Uh the same song is playing as the cab is driving to the academy. Mm-hmm. Uh okay. so we we see the road being shot through the camera. And when Witch uh, is played in the track, that's when we see the headlights of the car just, like, flare up through the trees. Yeah, and that's when we see, like, that silhouette of the, th- of the, the kind of hard-to-make-out silhouette against one of the trees with, like, the, it looks like a hand with a knife in it. Yeah, it's a nice touch. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's, it's more just for accenting uh, what's going on in the film more than it is anyone right. actually saying the word Witch. Right, okay, yeah. Um, um, but, uh, nonetheless, Susie has a bit of a panic attack about it. Yeah, uh, she's blinded by this woman who's polishing a knife in a hallway, uh, and she suddenly feels nauseous, and she's, like, stumbling down the hallway to her next class. Yeah, she gets to class and is like, is like, hey, Miss Tanner, can I fucking just chill for a bit? I, I feel like shit. And then Tanner's like, do it anyways, I don't give a fuck. And then, like, there's 30 seconds of her, like... Like, uh, um... Looking very inelegant on the dance floor. Yeah, inelegant, um, drunk, kind of. Like, it's, it's a very, like, it's a very drunken swing. Like, she's obviously, like, extremely fatigued, and as we find out later, unwell, but, like, the, the, it it just, like, to me, that, I've seen that kind of, I've seen that kind of dancing before, and it's, you know, that's the, that's the dancing people people get into at the club when they're two turned. It's, it's always at, uh, BLFC at 3 (laughs) a.m. Oh God! When's when was BLFC supposed to be this year? Uh, I think it was sometime this month. Oh, uh, RIP. Like or last month, I guess. Yeah, it's just like a week or two ago. Yep. RIP to what? What was like the last convention before everything shut down? Was it like was it AME? It might have been. I'm I'm not huge on conventions myself. Uh huh. So I've only ever been to one. Yeah. 
Which was Annie twenty which was Annie twenty nineteen. Oh god. Hey. Alright, um so uh like keep fucking moving. I don't give a shit how bad you feel. And Susie just completely like passes out on the floor and starts bleeding pretty badly from her uh nose and mouth. Is it blood? Because it looks like something very watery. It, it I, looks fake almost. I, I almost I mean a lot of the blood in this movie looks extremely fake. Yeah. I assumed it was blood. I don't know what else it could be. It, it's it's supposed to be blood. It's just, it doesn't look great. Yeah, uh, bl- blood technology was still very much imperfected at this time <laughs> in movie making. They they still couldn't get uh, the mocap suits to work on the blood. <laughs> just just a fucking like puddle of like water with a bunch of balls in it. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, the, the technology the technology wasn't there yet to mocap blood onto her. Yeah. So she's so she's spilling some red Kool-Aid out of her mouth and nose. Uh, they they make her drink some water, they inject her with something, and the doctor's like, okay, drink drink some wine every night. Uh, to it helps it helps heal you because that's I, I'm a doctor, I know these things. Wine and Powerade are interchangeable, right? They uh, Yeah, definitely. They both give you electrolytes to help you replenish blood. Yeah, uh, two seconds. Sorry, I have to take this call from my doctor. You're good. Remember earlier how I said I was extremely stressed out about ba- about doctor stuff? The, my doctor just called and was like, "Hey, I got your prescription. We're gonna be we're all set. I'm sending the shit over." Nice, you did it. Which is pretty poggers, IMO. <laughs> I still don't know what that means or where it came from. I I I have had to explain pog champ to so many people within the last like week, and like that's not like. That's not, like, me insulting people who don't know what it is. It's just I always think that that is way more widespread than I think it is. It's it's just, like, so po- are you familiar with PogChamp, the emote? This is, ba- this, we're back to going, this is going in the podcast again now. Okay, great. Uh, so, I, I think Pog stands for play of the game. Okay, so, no. <laughs> PogChamp is a, PogChamp is referring to a very old video uh, with uh, fighting games, with with a fighting game player named Gutex, uh, and I don't remember what the video was an advertisement for, but in the video he was playing Pogs, and at the end of the video he won the Pog, he won the Pogs, the game of Pog, and like he made that face that became Pog Champ, okay, which is which has been immortalized into a Twitch emote, um, and now Pog Champ is what you post in chat when someone does something cool on stream like if someone does a cool speedrunning trick or like outplays their opponent in like like overwatch or something you post pog champ and that has now entered my verbal lexicon of just saying it out loud whenever something mildly beneficial happens to me like oh my sourdough starter is coming along great that's pretty poggers or i'm getting my med- i'm getting properly medicated pretty poggers if you ask me i mean it's a cute sounding word i like saying it yeah if it's what the kids are saying, then I'm down with it. I'm gonna. Aren't you? Are you? Are you older than me? I'm like 28. Okay, by two, by two, by three years. Yeah. Anyways, this is this is PogChamp. Okay, I recognize that face anywhere. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, Gutex, for everything. Um, where were we though? Sorry about that. Uh, we were at Susie waking up in her bed. Yes, okay, Susie uh, wakes up in her bed and finds out that Olga has, like, gotten, like, basically moved her out of her place. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, earlier, 
she was talking to Madam Tanner, or Tanner was like, hey, your room's ready. You should come move in. And Susie's like, well, I, I like it at, uh, at Olga's place. And uh, Tanner went away kind of upset. Kind of chuffed about it. Yeah. So but... she's, been, she's been moved into the academy. Yeah. And Tanner's just like, oh, Olga did it. Yeah. You get to you get to chill with your bestie Sarah now though. Yeah. Um because they live next to each other. Uh and then later that night, um they fucking uh Susie this is like my this is possibly my least favorite scene in the movie. Uh I I don't I'm not like particularly creeped out by uh bugs, but like just <laughs> large amounts of, well, so what happens is is um Susie is brushing her hair and she like feels something moving in there and she pulls it out and it's a fucking maggot. And then she like, there's just a bunch of maggots. They're streaming down from the ceiling, like in everyone's rooms. It's, it's raining them. Yeah. It's, I, I'm, I like bugs. Honestly, I love, I I love all kinds of bugs. I even like bugs that most people are squicked by. Like, you know, silverfish. I fucking love silverfish. Those dudes are so cool. Huh? Um, but just like large numbers of maggots. Yeah, no, it's, it's gross and squishy. Yeah. But, um, so they go to find the source, which is just like a bunch of rotted food that they had brought in like a week ago. Yeah. The, uh, the shipment of food for the school, uh, it just arrived spoiled. Yeah. And and they they, just decided to store it in the attic instead of like throwing it out or doing it. I don't think they noticed until then. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Um, but, uh, fucking, uh, sorry, I lost my place in my notes. Uh, but, the, but as a result of this, they all have to go sleep in like the, uh, the big like practice room where they would do ballet. They, they hang up these sheets to, uh, divide the, the girls, the boys and the faculty. Right. And then, uh, Susie and Sarah are like on the, like right by the boundary between the women and the faculty. And some, like, silhouetted woman comes over and does, like, some extremely labored breathing right on the other side of that sheet. It's a very distinctive snore. Yeah. Like, like one of her nostrils is closed. Yeah, and, and uh, Sarah is like, oh, I, I know that sound. That's, that's the director. It's the, who is yeah, the directress. Mis- the directress, who... yeah, who's, who's been mysteriously absent thus far because, um, well, because uh, uh, Susie asked about that on her first day at the at the school, and uh, I, what was the reason that they gave that she's not there? Is it like she's abroad or something? Yeah, she's traveling abroad. Okay. And then Sarah's, and then Sarah's just like, "Oh yeah, that's the director snoring. I'd know that anywhere." I heard uh, it last year when we had the same thing happen. Oh God, I missed I missed that somehow. Uh, it, it's not the same thing happened. It's um, she did hear uh. The headmistress snoring, or okay, the director okay. snoring. I was worried I'd somehow missed someone saying, "Yeah, the maggots happened last year too." <laughs> <laughs> Weird happenstance. Um, but so uh, and Susie and Susie asked about it the next morning as like, "Hey, did, 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 uh, she's like, hey Tanner, did the director come home last night?" And Tanner's like, mm, "No, she's she's still that. traveling the world. Yeah, still globetrotting." Um. And then Tanner like storms in on the middle of the um, the ballet lesson because uh, the blind man who we mentioned earlier, the pianist for the for for all of these lessons, um, 
uh, his dog apparently bit uh, Tanner's uh, fancy little lad uh, of a nephew, and he needed to go get stitches. And she freaks out, and uh, she's like throwing his stuff around. Yeah, she literally th- she literally throws his fucking cane away from him. Like his fucking is there like a like a, a term for that other than just like a cane that. Like, is there, like, a, a, a word for the, like, the, the walking stick, the tapping stick uh, thingy? If if there is, I'm not familiar with it. But, yeah, she, she literally throws that away, so he, like, has to, like, stumble through the mid, the middle of the fucking, the middle of the uh, dance area in order to get his hands on it. And is like, I'm, I'm blind, I'm not fucking deaf, lady. Fucking go eat shit, bye. Yeah, so she's yelling and yelling about how awful this dog is, and how if she sees it again, she will put it down. Uh, And she's, like, smiling as she says all this. Yeah. It's really gross, and very mean. It is. She fuck. Yeah, she fucking sucks. (laughs) She's she's cancelled. Extremely. Um, I... I did not leave a. I did not leave detailed enough notes about what actually happens next. Just some commentary on th- on what things looked like as they were happening. Uh, would you? Can you help me out? I don't remember what the next thing is between this and uh, like Sarah uh, listening for those footsteps. Uh, no, that is just the next scene. Is oh, um, okay. Yeah, Daniel uh, leaves the school, uh, and then we go to Susie and Sarah staying up at night, um, overhearing the teachers leave. Um, as they do every night. Uh, Sarah says that the faculty all leave to go to their homes at around 9.30, uh, like clockwork. And then Susie, who's half asleep, uh, says aloud that they're leaving the wrong way, that she can hear the footsteps leading to, I think it's like to the right or something, and the doorway is on the left. Hmm. I'm sure it's nothing. It's, yeah, it just happens. It's how audio, uh, it's just how the sound waves reflect up the hall. Yeah. yeah. What, what, Susie, what, Susie, you never heard of the Doppler effect? <laughs> These teachers are in a hurry to leave. Um, uh, fucking, so Susie is, like, passing out, uh, and Sarah's like, well, I gotta find out where they're going, and, um, she, like, grabs a notebook and, like, takes notes, right? Just like, yeah, she she starts counting the footsteps um, yeah. from when they enter the hallway to when they leave the hallway um, so that she can retrace whatever path they're taking by counting the footsteps. Right. Um, and then is that the end of that scene? Then we go to the, the, the bar where the bunch of men in Lederhosen are doing a funny dance where they pretend to slap each other? Yeah, uh, I had to look up this dance because it's great. Uh, I'm going to try to pronounce this. Um, oh, hit me, hit me. Schuplattler. You know what? I, I, I'm not looking at the word, but I'm certainly did a better job than I could have. It's possible. Um, it's better than the AI voice that uh, I tried to run the pronunciation through. Yeah, those are always fun. Yeah, so but Daniel's just <laughs> Daniel's just vibing in this, uh, in this Bavarian bar. Yeah, as, he's... Uh, He's enjoying the he's enjoying the dance. He's enjoying the sound of the dance and the sound of the men pretending to slap each other. It's it's a good dance. Yeah. But yeah. um he he goes out and starts to walk home and his dog fucking goes absolutely bo- like starts going wild because some it, it, like the dog thinks that someone is like watching him. 
or yeah, like so following them. Like he he leaves this really well lit bar, mm-hmm. and he walks through this plaza that's very empty and it feels so void and all the colors for once in this movie are so muted mm-hmm. everything is gray or white or black and that's it yep. and it's just him in the middle of this vast courtyard uh and his dog is going nuts and there's something just like on the rooftops of the buildings next to him mm-hmm. just watching um and then his dog decides to tear his throat out to tear daniel's throat out yeah, sometimes I... you just get possessed. Is that what was happening here? Yeah, like, we, we see something soar overhead, and then the dog stops barking, and then it turns on him. Mm, I didn't make that connection. That that does make more sense. I was just like, Dan, that, your, service do- your service dog is not very good at his job. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, 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 I will recant that thought now. Uh, justice for the service dog. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's a it's honestly a kind of funny uh, uh, death scene for Daniel just because like it it looks like um, uh, it, it just looks like someone is holding like a ta- like someone is just like holding a very taxidermy dog with its mouth open and just like riding it up and down on Daniel's neck <laughs> as as like blood splurts and then like it cuts to uh, the dog the actual dog like just eating it like what what i would guess is probably like some raw some like chicken or something yeah it's just held slightly off screen so you don't actually see him biting into someone's neck of course but yeah yeah. um but he fucking beefs it (laughs) can Uh, i get an f in the chat yeah uh and then there's the color that we've been missing which is more red more more uh more power raid just gushes forth from his neck (laughs) Uh, okay, uh, working theory is that everyone in this movie is a gusher, like the like the candy, <laughs> like they all had one of like the sweet tre- the sweet treats that can't be beat, and then their heads got turned into a like cherry or something. Yeah, and that's why they're just oozing with flavor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, on this podcast, we we have like a we have a recurring theory that uh, in horror movies, uh, bodies are a hundred percent meat. There's no bone; it's just meat and blood. But in this movie, they're just one hundred percent sweet, fruity, gushery goodness. Yeah, that's uh, that's why the doctor prescribes Susie wine. Is it's not wine; it's just more gusher juice, and she's yeah. low on the gusher juice. <laughs> she's low. She's low on gusher juice. Your gusher juice levels are dangerously low, Susie. I I think that like I think that um, if you were to just like slurp all of this all of the fluid out of a gusher like with a syringe or something it would be the exact it would be the exact same as like eating one of those freezy pops without it being frozen i don't know i think the gusher juice is a bit thicker than that it's yeah it is kind of viscous isn't it it's been a while since i've had a gusher yeah it's been years (laughs) it was a bad i i hated gushers for a while because i just hated that mouthfeel i really liked that mouthfeel it was so weird yeah that's probably why i liked it it's very novel. Oh my god. Ugh, sorry about all the yawning. I slept like absolute dog shit last night from like I fucking maybe maybe I was being haunt maybe I was being haunted by something because I just I, I woke up like I woke up at like midnight and then at one AM and then at four AM and then at four thirty and then at like six and seven and seven thirty it just like I could not get more than three hours of sleep in a row last night. That's awful, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm getting through it though. I've got some coffee, and I'm gonna, you know, I've got to be up pretty. I've got to be up kind of early tomorrow, so maybe this will make me go to bed early. Who knows? Yeah. 
But anyways, back to the movie. Uh, so Susie goes to the... Susie finds out about uh, uh, Daniel dying from Tanner the next day because she's like... Tanner's like, oh, how horrible. Uh, you know, you can't trust those service dogs. It's those wolfhounds specifically. Yes, those wolfhounds. Thank you. Uh... And then the uh, Susie goes to the director. That goes to um, she the, goes to talk to Blanc. Blanc, yes, thank you. I, 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 my notes kept saying director, even though I knew that the director was like explicitly abroad, but I couldn't remember what the hell uh, Blanc was, and I couldn't remember uh, her name either. <laughs> it's just the headmistress Blanc. Headmistress I don't know what Blanc. she actually does at the school if she's not the, the director. Well, she mistress's head. Oh. All right, that's not, I'm sorry. That's not, that's not even a joke. That's just that. That's nothing. I'm sorry. No, I thought it was funny. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um. But so Sarah goes and talks to. Well, so Sarah goes to talk to Blanc. Or no, Susie goes and talks to Blanc, and is like, "Hey, um, before she left and got murdered, uh, Patricia said something about like Iris and secret." I don't know what that means, but I figured I'd let you know. And Blanc is like, yes, it, I don't know what that means either, but we will call the police about it. I'm, I'm just surprised that you waited two days before you told anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then she, uh, uh, Su- Susie and Sarah go for a swim in the pool, and someone cr- very creepily watches them from, like, the third balcony of... Because th- this pool has, like, so many different entrances into it. Yeah, we don't see who's watching them, uh, but we see from the camera that someone yeah. is watching them. Um, and Susie tells Sarah that she told Blanc about the uh, the secret iris. Mm-hmm. And Sarah gets concerned uh, because it turns out she's the person that Patricia was yelling to uh, just inside the academy entranceway. And she's also the one who answered the intercom when Susie tried to get in. Yeah. Uh, she talks a little bit about Patricia having concerns over... Um, I think she found out that the Academy was founded by a witch. Mm-hmm. Or do we find that out later when she's talking to the doctor? We find that out when she talks to the psychiatrist, I think. Uh, okay. After Susie fucking... Well, we're getting to that pretty close. Yeah. Um, but, but so later that night, uh, Susie enters her fucking Susie, like gets knocked on her ass by, by the, uh, the wine, which is at this point, pretty safely assumed to be drugged with something. Yeah. Um, and Sarah's like, please stay awake. I'm so fucking scared. And Susie's like, uh, but, uh, then everything turns to green. Which is the first time, I and mean, I don't know what, again, the col- there's something to the color in this movie, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, so, Sarah, the the room is lit up um, with, like, red highlights on the sides, and uh-huh. then there's just the, the central yellow. When she turns out the lights to the room, it all goes dark, and then it lights back up in this brilliant green. Yeah, it's really cool. It looks so pretty. It does. Um... But uh, she, Susie sees like a like uh, a light turn on in the next room over, and she's like, "Oh fuck, I gotta get out of here. Uh, I gotta go. I gotta go. Oh fuck. Oh shit." And then she runs out the other door. Um, uh, for, first, she slips Sarah, uh, Susie a little note uh, about the footsteps. 
Yes, that's right. She does leave her like little note about, uh, okay, footsteps going this, this many in this direction and then this many in this direction. Um, they, uh, the, so Su- Susie, God, Sarah runs out. It's and those Susie, S names. Yeah, yeah, those snakes. So uh, Sarah runs circles. out of the room. Susie is still asleep. Someone enters the room and just kind of looks at Susie sleeping and is like, ah, I'm good. Um, Sarah gets chased around a bit, uh, gets smacked across the face with a straight razor and then chased around some more. She almost gets out. She comes very close to getting out, but unfortunately the room between her, the the last room that she needs to pass through before escaping the, uh, the hidden temple with the silver monkey intact is, uh, uh, just a room filled to the brim with fucking barbed wire. And she doesn't see it until she, like, jumps through the window and into the other room. She just falls straight into this mass of razor wire. It's just, like, like, it's just a very funny thing for them to have. It's just, like, oh, God, it would be like if there was, like, an alligator pit in in one of the other rooms. But, um, so she spends the next minute, like, thrashing around in this barbed wire, and it fucking sucks to see. It's gruesome. I, I did not, like... At first, I was like, oh, that's gnarly. And then after, like, 15 seconds, I was like, can, can you please just kill her already? I hate this. There's very little blood, uh, fortunately. Yeah, fortunately. Uh, even when her throat gets... Even when her throat gets slit open, like, we literally don't see any blood. Like, I expected it to, like, hold on that as, like, a fucking waterfall torrent of gusher juice came out of her neck. But um, it just, like... It, it's it, like It just, like... <sighs> across her neck uh yeah. and i think yeah th- then we just go to the next morning right uh yeah i think so when Su- when Su- when tanner just walked in i was like oh sarah left last night she moved out don't worry about it don't think about yeah. it i i heard her leaving at 6 a.m uh she yep. just packed her bags and left isn't that right uh romantic interest who's not important to the film is that the is that like the the guy who's like looking kind of like a the, the really sexy guy who was like walking around as like a handyman at the start of the movie or not with the start of the movie when like uh, when Susie first got to the place? Uh, I thought it was another student. It's just some some guy who's a dancer. Uh, he he likes Susie. He flirts with her a little bit, but he's ultimately very inconsequential. He's just here to confirm uh, with uh, what is it Tanner. Tanner, yeah. She, yeah. He's just there to confirm that, oh, yeah, uh, she just left in the morning. I, I heard her car. Um, the, she, how does Sarah, how does Susie find out about the psychiatrist Sarah was seeing? Does, like, does, does Sarah's, uh, or does Susie's romantic interest mention that? Uh, so Sarah, I think they were talking about it in the pool. Is uh, Yes, that's right, that's right. Yeah, she she told Susie about the psychiatrist uh, that she was seeing, and then later became friends with. Uh, a little bit unprofessional of the psychiatrist, let's be fair. Yeah, but, truly. Yeah. Uh, so apparently, he knows a few things about the occult, or as he pronounces it, the occult. Yeah, because there's this, there, there's like this five minute scene where he tells uh, Susie about the story behind the um, behind the academy. And it's an it's it's an it's a very funny scene accidentally because it was a very windy day when they filmed it and like Sarah's hair, uh, Susie's hair is just getting completely uh, blasted into her face. It's it's only windy on certain shots on certain yeah. angles. It's really funny. Yeah, 
I mean, I think it's, I think it's extreme. I think it's just like mostly windy for that entire thing. But like, cause like you see the guy, the psychiatrist hair moving too, but like only Susie's is long enough to like, just completely cover up half of her face. And I'm very surprised. I'm, I don't know. I thought it was funny that that was the take that, they, that that was the footage that they went with. It's like sometimes her hair is getting blown into her mouth. And yeah. other times it's just against her cheek, and then other times it's just fluttering very gently. And it just yeah. varies on the angle that they shot it at. Definitely. It's great. It's very cinematic. It, it adds to the uh, the dreamlike <laughs> state of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so she, like, gets this history about the, the founder of the Academy who was accused of being a witch, um, and then died in a fire when her house burned down? Yeah. Um... And- it was a, a Greek immigrant named Helena Marcos. Yes, aka what, what was it? The black, the black, the black, the black queen? queen. The black queen. Who's very was good the, at chess? I knew it was the black something, and I was I, I was going to say the black rose, but I've just been watching a lot of Utena lately. Oh, the black rose arc is so good. Yeah, I'm really like Utena is a good show. Spoiler alert for what my recommendation for this week is going to be. Speaking of dreamlike uh, cinematic experiences. Newton is good. Yeah, extremely. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Listen, the Black at the, Queen. At the end of the day, <laughs> Zetai Unmei Moru Shiroku. Like, I don't know what else there is to say, frankly. It's, it's words to live by. <laughs> Truly. Uh, fucking. Uh, um. So he also gives her, like, a history about, like, how, uh. What, what was her name again? The, the Black Queen? Helena Marcus. Helena Marcus, yes. Uh, she he tells her how like the she was the head of the coven and uh, was like oh that it's like her magic had to be a hundred times more powerful than everyone else's and if you cut off the head of a coven, it's just like cutting the head off of a snake. The rest of it's useless. It and, doesn't feel right to me, but okay. Yeah, but I yeah I mean yeah I feel like every. I don't know. I feel like I have not researched covens extensively. Maybe that is the case in uh, in history, but also I feel like I, I don't know. It's I, I don't know that I don't know. I, I was going somewhere and I completely lost my train of thought. I apologize. Yeah, it's um, it it just it it feels a little nitpicky. Um, yeah. Yeah, just uh, this matron deity uh, being the source of their power. Uh-huh. Is the long and short of it. Yeah. Uh, she, um, what, what, what happens next? Cause the next thing I have in my notes is that she calls the psych, she tries to call the psychiatrist later, but there's definitely something that happened in between that I didn't write down. Uh, so she goes back to the Academy, um, and she finds that all of these students have been given tickets, uh, to yes, see the yes. Bolshoi ballet. And so the place is entirely empty except for her and the staff. The faculty. The faculty, presumably, yeah. Um, she uh, uh, she calls Frank um, just to tell her more mounting suspicions and to give him more detail. Yeah. Uh, he picks up the phone and she starts trying to talk to him and then a thunderstorm kicks up and just cuts the power. Yeah. Uh, and then when the power come, the power does come back, but she can't seem to get a hold of Frank because the, it seems like the line's been cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so she dumps her nightly dinner in the toilet because she's like, I don't trust that shit no more. I'm tired of gusher juice. 
I'm tired of gusher juice. She like she pours it down the drain, and it look the the stuff she pours down the drain looks more like blood than any other blood we've seen in this movie. It sticks to the the sink, uh, just the surface of the sink, almost like it's dye. Yeah. I don't think it's healthy to drink dye like that. No, probably not. Um, she also finds an extremely chubby bat in her closet, which is fun. <laughs> it's a, a very animatronic bat. Yeah, it's it, it's. <laughs> I, I just liked how like potato shaped the bat itself was. It was cute. It was adorable. If it um, wasn't trying to bite her, I bet they would have become friends. Yeah, that I would have liked to see that. That like she and the bat take on the fucking the the academy. Yeah. But alas, the bat does try to kill her, so she tries to kill it back. And given that she is much larger than the bat, she is successful. She throws a blanket over it and then smashes it with a stool. Yep. Very sad. Um, she hears the footsteps and, uh, uh, it's like, okay, I need to figure out what the fuck's going on here. Uh, and she managed to, like, sneak upstairs and sneak into the, uh, it's Blanc's office, right? Or is it the director's office? It's Blanc's office, I'm pretty sure. Right, okay. Um, it's Blanc's office that she sneaks into and, like, she remembers the fucking rotate the blue iris thing that, uh, Pat shouted at her the night that, uh, Patricia died. Yeah, here is where uh, she has a flashback to the night when she first arrived, and yes. we as an audience actually hear uh, everything that Patricia said. Well, in the English, in the English version. Yeah. Well. But yeah. again, like I said, like I said earlier, the the thing, like I we in the in the version that I watched, that was subtitled, but um, we this is the first time that we actually see the blue iris of which she was speaking. It's this uh, little wooden thing that just juts out of the wall. There's yeah. like three flowers that are, I guess, molded to look it pretty. It looks like, um, you know how in like uh, old cartoons you could always, like if there was like a bookshelf with like a bunch of books on it, you could always tell which one the character was going to pick up off the shelf because of the way it was drawn differently from everything else? Yeah, they had the painted backgrounds and then everything else was hand-drawn that actually moved. Yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. Um... But uh, she she opens that door and she finds all of the faculty, like, well, all of the upper faculty, like the instructors and such, like, conspiring against her. To, like, they're get her they're talking about how much of a problem child she is and how she has to go. Yeah. Um, and then the, the she stumbles across uh, Sarah's extremely fucked up body. She has pins in her eyes and she has, like, giant nails driven through her wrists. Yep. It's it looks ritualistic. Yeah. Uh the fucking the little the, the little the little dainty boy that Tanner's nephew like snitches her out to uh the um I Pavlov. Uh, yes. No Pav pa- Pavlov. Pavlo. Pavlo. That one. Yes. Uh and then he starts salivating. But um, <laughs> um but so she God, what? Um, sorry, I'm trying to remember the exact like how she gets into the room with the, with the, uh, with Helena. Uh, She just turns and runs into the next room. She she turns and runs into the next room, and there's like this silhouette again, similar to the one that she saw when she was like chilling in the, uh, in the uh, the room when they had to sleep there overnight when the fucking maggots happened. And she overhears the same distinct snoring. Yeah. Uh, and the silhouette, like, starts talking to her, right? 
so she bumps into a table uh, that has this sculpture of a uh, what are they called? Um, the peacock. That's it. She bumps into a statue of a peacock, and yes, the peacock yes. falls over, and all the spines fall out of its tail. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she makes a bunch of noise, and it wakes up the person who's sleeping under the canopy bed. Right. And she pulls back the curtain, but there's no one there. And it's then, a creepy voice. It's just a creepy voice taunting her. And Sarah's reanimated corpse uh, st- shum- stamp- sh- stumbles into the room. That, uh, that, that was me trying to say the word shambles and stumbles at the same time and just getting bottlenecked on the word for like 10 seconds. Forgive that. Everyone knows it's shambles. Shambles. Yeah. Um, uh, so... Sarah fucking Su- no Susie fucking stabs the because it turns out that the old person is there uh, and not just uh, she's just invisible and also old as fuck. Um, yeah, so Susie plunges uh, one of the spines of the peacock tail uh, uh-huh. into where she thinks uh, the the headmistress is. Yeah, and uh, she's right, and it turns out she gets it right through the neck. Yep. Uh, Sarah, Sarah's, uh, corpse just kind of, like, falls to the ground and is no longer reanimated. Uh, she runs, Sue, oh my god. Susie runs back downstairs and notices all, like, the, the, like, the, the instructors, like, also grabbing their necks in the same spot that she stabbed the, um, the director. And then for Uh, some reason, Pablo is just bleeding excessively on the floor. Yeah. Just, you know, listen, it. In the 1970s, tooth surgery was very expensive and a risky procedure. <laughs> Here, I thought it was because they, they ran out of blood, you remember, so they couldn't do the other uh, the other faculty members. Do you remember in uh, you remember in uh, Arrested Development when Tobias gets the hair plugs that are like literally killing him because they reject his because they reject him the transplant? <laughs> I that, saw that, this. Uh, yeah, that's what happened. That it just so happened to be at the same time when everyone else started dying. Yeah. But, um, she, she runs outside and the place fucking goes up in flames. And then like, literally we, the first, we, we like look at the, we look through the window of like, we hear these shrieks of everyone dying, the entire place going up in flames and the credits just start rolling over it. And it's fucking great. Uh, yeah. Susie, like she stumbles just off into the forest and we see her coming down off of this high and she just like smiles Mm -hmm. as she walks into the night. It's really good. <laughs> it's very good. Um, okay, so that's Suspiria. Uh, on a scale of zero to five barbed wire rooms, how many are you going to give this movie? Uh, I'm giving it a five. Yeah, um, I kind of want to watch it again. I had a, I kind of, I, I must admit that I had a kind of a bad brain. I kind of had a really bad ADHD day while watching this. Um, like I was having a hard time, like keeping my, I, I was, I was not like taking my eyes off the movie, but I was doing a lot of stopping and starting. I'm the next time I sit down and watch this, I'm going to make sure it's like in one go. But, um, yeah, I really liked this also. Like this is, uh, like a tentative five. I'm, I'm sure it will be a five that when I sit down and watch the entire thing without pausing it to watch the fucking, uh, oh, stinky video in the middle of it, because my brain is just like, Hey, go watch that for a minute. <laughs> Yeah, uh, no, this one also just, like, holds up. Uh, if you go back to rewatch a film, just the whole cinematography uh, 
everything they did with the camera work is brilliant. And just the way they lit the stage, you can just keep finding things in every scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's really good. It's very colorful. You don't get a lot of that in horror. Yeah. I liked it. <laughs> good movie. Very good movie. Um, we have some questions. Yeah. Uh, this one from uh, at CatGirlsRiseUp on Twitter, who says, Ooh, I have some really great memories of this movie. Are names that begin with S really snakes? And as addressed earlier, no... I'm a tiger, so I don't know where that I, I don't know where this rumor is coming from. It's it, it's truly it's truly harmful to us to us as women out there. Yeah, um, and also, also squash also squash those kindergarten issues. rumors. Yeah, exactly. Um, this one from uh, at Janos yeah God Janos Skapavadi. Uh, I'm very sorry, Janos, if I mispronounce that. I think I'm getting better at it, uh, but. Uh, he wants to know if you had the power to change this movie so that everything stays the exact same except they dance in a different style what meme dance would you pick and this is an old this is a tried and true answer for me but I would really love it if instead of ballet they were just learning how to do perfect orange justice yeah Uh, I want to see the the soldier boy (laughs) oh my god (laughs) that would be so much better than my answer (laughs) Oh my god, just them doing the soldier boy in perfect unison. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Just them learning, them learning how to hit the meanest Millie Rock while also getting murdered. <laughs> just dance straight into that barbed wire. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, um, and now uh, we are going to say, we're going to get into recommendations. So, is there anything that you would recommend, Piper? Um... I, Movies. It can be a movie. It doesn't have to be, though. Uh, I want to plug a friend's webcomic of mine. Okay. Uh, yeah. The artist is Iris J. Uh, her webcomic is called Crossed Wires. If you mm. like cyberpunk and cool VR stuff, Hell yeah. uh, check it out. Nice. Um, my recommendation this week, uh, I've been watching Revolutionary Girl Utena with uh, my partner. It's really good. Um, I can't recommend it enough. I'm only like, a, we're only like a third of the way through, but big, big double, double fisting the thumbs up for me. Uh, yeah. Also for me. Yeah. Great show. Um, Piper, where can, where can people find you online? Is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, I just have a Twitter account. Uh, I am at one straw short. I don't know why you'd follow me. Because the posts are good. It's, it's... All right. I think you're giving me too much credit. Thank you so much for being on it, by the way. I really, it was really fun. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you want to find, uh, we the, this podcast is at Fearbaiting on Twitter. We are also Fearbaiting on Patreon. Uh, early episode, uh, I'm sorry, I am just a complete jumble of words today. Um, thank you very much to Blair for editing me, me into sounding like a competent human being. Uh, I, we can be found uh, on Twitter at fearbaiting. We're also on Patreon, patreon.com slash fearbaiting. Uh, hold on a second. I'm just trying to pull up the fucking, uh, pledges. Oh my God. There we go. Okay. 
They 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 change Patreon every two months to make it like less and less good. Yeah, they're adding tax stuff too. Ugh. Um. Um, so patreon.com slash fearbaiting. One dollar a month gets you access to episodes early when we get them ready early. Uh, five bucks a month gets your name right on the podcast and a short message, uh, of your choosing if you would like to send that in. Uh, and ten bucks a month, uh, you get to demand that we watch at least one horror movie of your choosing. Uh, and all the other stuff. So thank you very much to Michael Kaiser, Kit Spindler, and Ducky Aisha. We love you all so very much. Um... If you want to find... Okay, uh, thank you to, very much to Blair for editing this episode. Thank you very much to Seda for providing the intro and outro music. You can find Blair on Twitter at Blair Kitsch. And uh, Seda is... Uh, Seda makes music under the name People You Meet Outside of Bars. You can check their stuff out by going to gaygothvibes.online. Um, if you want to hear me elsewhere, you can listen to The Wonder Yerks, which is an Animorphs podcast that I do with the aforementioned Blair and Seda. And I'm also on Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, the leftism podcast by, for, and of the Terminalia Online. Those are all host, th- those podcasts and this one are all so graciously hosted on the noisespace.xyz network. Thank you so much to our overlord, Matt GameCube. And if you want to find me, I'm at SunHatGenya on Twitter. That's S-U-N-H-A-T-Z-H-E-N-Y-A. I think that's everything. So, until next time, I'm Sarah. I'm Piper. And remember... You can put put a fucked up guy anywhere. Good night, everyone. (laughs)